Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points and talk about how we can apply it in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures and hope that you can learn something from my experience all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Toxic Positivity. Seneca said, to be always fortunate and to pass through life with a soul that has never known sorrow is to be ignorant of one half of nature. Life is never meant to be all kittens and rainbows. A good portion of our life is going to be about sadness and disappointment and failure. And in this episode, I want to talk a bit about how being too positive can actually be bad for you. One of the more interesting topics that I've been hearing about over the past few months is the idea of toxic positivity. And interestingly enough, I've heard stoicism mentioned in the same breath. And this was a little perplexing for me because I don't see stoicism as something that ignores the challenges in life and pretends that they aren't there. In fact, for me, stoicism is about trying to see and accept reality for what it actually is, which in turn makes it easier to manage life. But as I read a bit more on this, I can see why some Stoic principles can be misinterpreted in such a way that, that they might encourage toxic positivity. So, first of all, what is toxic positivity? It's the idea that you should only think positive thoughts and not let yourself think negative thoughts or feel negative emotions. And often we do this to project a positive self-image, even when we don't feel positive. Basically, it's another form of emotional repression. It's not allowing yourself to feel what you actually feel, and it discounts what other people are feeling as well. And it comes across as very inauthentic and fake. And according to Tabitha Kirkland, a psychologist and associate teaching professor at the University of Washington, toxic positivity is a way of responding to your own or someone else's suffering that comes across as a lack of empathy. It dismisses emotions instead of affirming them. And while there's nothing wrong with trying to see the positive side of things, toxic positivity is about suppressing the darker side of life. It's about ignoring reality and pretending that everything is just fine. And the thing is, is that life isn't always happy, and it's not meant to be happy. I mean, there's going to be plenty of sadness and heartbreak and failure and all kinds of really uncomfortable emotions. 
And in fact, in my experience, when I try to avoid the negative feelings, my life is often harder and causes a lot more issues than if I just learned how to deal with them in the first place. So how does Stoicism get wrapped up or warped into supporting this idea of toxic positivity? I think the biggest problem is that the term Stoic has come to mean somebody who doesn't feel emotions, that they repress their emotions. And I think this has done a great disservice to Stoicism as a whole, because Stoicism is not about turning off your feelings. We all feel emotions. But a Stoic works to acknowledge these emotions and to take a moment in between what they feel and decide how they want to respond rather than just react. And because of that practice, the person managing their emotions doesn't necessarily react in a way that most people would. They take their time to slow down, see how they really feel about something, process those emotions, and decide how they want to respond in any situation. Toxic positivity means that people will simply ignore how they feel in a situation for a number of reasons. They may not want to upset others, or they find it challenging to sit with uncomfortable emotions. Maybe they grew up in a family where they were taught to repress those darker emotions and to put on a happy face. Toxic positivity is just another way of pushing away uncomfortable emotions from ourselves and others with a fake smile. And to me, I think this is really the opposite of Stoicism. Stoicism, for me, is about being in touch with how you feel about things. It's about being exceptionally aware of your emotions, of how your body feels, of your gut instinct. It's not about ignoring these things, but being so aware of them and so in touch with them that you know how to handle them in any given situation. Being stoic is not about ignoring feelings, but being so in control of yourself, you can acknowledge and manage them in a healthy way. Another way that I think toxic positivity gets mixed up with Stoicism is that the Stoics teach us that our perception is how we give meaning to the things around us, and this meaning influences how we feel about things. Now, we should take time to be aware of our perceptions so that we're sure that we are reading a situation correctly. Because often our perspective is wrong, and we can respond incorrectly. So doing our best to be sure that our perspective serves us, and that our observations are correct, we can change the meaning that we give to things. This doesn't mean that we can simply decide that, for example, that something isn't dangerous, and it's suddenly not. For example, if we see someone coming at us with a knife and an angry expression, we can't just decide that it's going to be safe and everything will be just fine. But there are plenty of situations where changing our perspective is very useful, and we can choose how we want to respond when we feel those emotions. For example, if somebody is insulting us, and we decide we really don't care about what they have to say, then it's pretty easy not to get riled up about it. It doesn't mean that we don't call them out for being rude or point out that what they had to say is offensive. But we're controlling the parts that we can, which is whether or not we are offended and what we want to do about it. Mark Knopfler said, You gotta know happy, you gotta know glad, because you're gonna know lonely and you're gonna know sad. I think another problem that we run into is that too often we make judgments about whether emotions that we feel are good or bad. And I want to propose that no emotion is good or bad, it just is. Are some emotions difficult to handle? Yeah, yeah they are. But that doesn't make them bad. And the thing is, is life is going to be full of all kinds of emotions. You will not feel happy all the time. It is not possible. There's going to be sadness and heartbreak and sorrow and all of these things are okay and there's nothing wrong with feeling these things 
And in fact, learning to appreciate all of these emotions makes you a more full human being. I mean, for example, if someone close to us dies, do you just want to be numb to it? Because in that situation, grief is exactly what you're going to feel. And there's nothing wrong with feeling grief. Now, grief is a challenging emotion, but it's not a bad emotion. I mean, I know for me, as much as it sucks to go through difficult emotions, repressing them and ignoring them is far worse. So, how do you combat toxic positivity? I want to start with something back in the Buddhist tradition, which is the Buddhists have what they call the Four Noble Truths. And Buddha taught that the first one is suffering. And that there's no way to escape suffering. We'll get sick, we'll feel pain, we'll feel sorrow and loneliness. But when we accept that there's suffering in life, then we're already on the path to enlightenment. We make room in our lives for all of the emotions that we feel, not just the positive ones. Think about it this way. If you don't expect life to be perfect, and you assume that things are going to suck, and we're going to get bruised and battered, then you're better able to manage when things are difficult. And the thing is, is you shouldn't be trying to avoid all the difficult emotions. A good way to think about it is if you aren't failing at something, you aren't taking any risks or growing. If you haven't had your heart broken, you're probably not out there trying to love. Another way that we can avoid falling into the toxic positivity is that we need to have our experience validated. And we need this from ourselves and we need this from others. Now, when I talk about validation, what I mean is we need acknowledgement of our experience. It does not mean that we need others' approval. By acknowledging what we're feeling and talking about what we're feeling, we're able to own our own experience. When we share this with another person, they can help us validate what we feel. And oftentimes what we feel doesn't make sense, and we may not like the feelings, but it is what we're feeling. It could be completely irrational or incredibly uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean that the feelings are bad. They just are. And the better we get at acknowledging what we're feeling and sitting with them, the better we can deal with setbacks. When we just try to stay positive and pretend that everything is fine, then we're not acknowledging the truth of the situation. In fact, to me, that's lying to ourselves or lying to others. A good example of this in my life was when I got divorced, I really struggled for a while. And while I knew I'd get past the feeling of loss, I still grieved for that loss. I miss seeing my kids every day and putting them to bed at night. And to say the least, it was uncomfortable and at times it was painful. I mean, there were times when I felt incredibly lonely. There were times I'd drop my kids off at their mom's house and I'd come home and cry in my empty apartment. But I knew that if I just pretended like everything was okay, then I would not only be lying to myself, that those emotions would probably show up in some other and more destructive way. Now, just as important as feeling our feelings is validating the feelings of others. And I think that a big reason many of us find dealing with our emotions so challenging is that we're often taught at a young age that some feelings are off limits. When parents or peers or siblings tell us things like, stop crying, everything is fine, or it's not a big deal, Basically, we're being taught that what we feel is unimportant or wrong. And what we need in this world is more validation from each other. When another person talks to us about their feelings or about their experience in the world, if we're constantly trying to put a positive spin on things, then we're not acknowledging their experience. If your friend is feeling awful after a breakup or they failed at something that was important to them, don't minimize how they're feeling. 
let them feel it and share it with them. And validating somebody does not mean that you have to agree with everything that they say. It just means you acknowledge their experience. We acknowledge that they feel sad or angry or hurt, just like we would if they were feeling happy or joyful. Dealing with emotions is always challenging. And I think that as we progress as a society, we're learning more and more how not dealing with emotions in a healthy way is not a good way to live an authentic life. And any time that emotions are not dealt with, they crop up and cause issues in other areas of our lives. Learning to feel all your feelings and manage them helps you to live a richer and a deeper life. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.